0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council Podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another overcast day here in the Capitol. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Catherine Shuttleworth, Managing Director of David Luke, a progressive, dynamic, and growing children's wear company. Catherine, hello. Hello.
1: Hello, Matthew. Thank you for having me today.
0: Thank you for being on the program. Now, normally we'd get straight into the subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing COVID outbreak, we should start there. How has this affected your organization?
1: It's It's been a, a very tumultuous time, I think it's fair to say. There was such an initial shock to the system when everything started to shut down back in March um, we went into having a, a kind of a daily crisis meeting really to assess every day the government guidance, how it would impact on our people, on our customers, and our supply chain, uh, and how that was going to impact on the, the finances. So it, it really was quite a, you know, a reverberation to, the, to our, our very core. And um, I think we very quickly had to move to ensuring we could get people working from home To implement safety procedures in the workplace for everyone who was here, Um, and then really looking at how we could kind of build that resilience to access government support, to um, resolve, to you know getting the 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 children back to school because that's a core part of our business is uh, is that back to school period. But um, really just looking after all of our people. has been a really important part of it because i think the levels of uncertainty that have been caused from this it, it just been something we've never experienced in in our generations so uh, yes it has had a significant impact
0: now have you had any issues on the supply side of things
1: i think because we you know we we source products globally uh, so having that global supply chain is is really important to us. We've built up relationships with people all over the world over many years. And um, I think it's been fair to say that everywhere has been impacted. Um, working with China, then early in the year, there was a significant impact there uh, for, for all our colleagues and, uh, and suppliers over in China. And then it just gradually moved around the world at different times. Uh, many of our partners overseas have also been affected and, and it has shown really the fragility of global supply chains, but also the, the strength of relationships really being able to overcome a lot of the difficulties that we face.
0: Well, we should move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: I think it, it means many different things. Um, I, I think with, through looking through the, the prism of this this crisis we've been through then i think such fundamental and constant parts of it have needed to be about visibility and commitment um and and making sure that you are present for all the people you are leading all the time i think they're the two ingredients that that don't change but i do think that really for different situations it can mean lots of different things and so it, a leader is someone who has the ability to assess what's needed and choose the appropriate response more often than not I mean we're all human as well so it's it's difficult to achieve that all the time but I think that as long as you are seen to be striving for that uh, then I think that that shows good leadership and, and certainly it's something that you, you you know I feel we we should all be aiming for when we are leading any organisation.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style on a day-to-day basis?
1: Um, I, well, I suppose in those those uh, traits that I've I've just described in uh, certainly through throughout the crisis I, at the very beginning as well, I was uh, I was sending out daily uh, video updates to all our team around uh, whether they were working from home or on site, um, and I, I think the. Uh, leading by example is so critically important to me to show that there is nothing that I would never be prepared to do myself. Um, and that as I, I'm growing as a, as a leader, then it's about making sure that um, I can also, whilst having that visibility and, uh, and uh, um, I suppose, desire to, to always expect people to, to do what I would be prepared to do myself, But but Showing strong delegation and and confidence and trust and autonomy and, uh, for the teams that, that I'm leading so that that they can feel um, every individual that worked with us feels that they're growing as well and and um, uh, and that's a really important thing to me personally um, is that every every individual feels looked after but also that they've you know got control over their own work and uh, and the direction things are going as well.
0: Where would you say you derived your leadership style from? Did you have a particular role model or were you shaped more by circumstance?
1: Um, I think over, um, during my younger years, I played a lot of sport um, and I think that I have benefited from a variety of leadership role models in sport and in different coaches that I've had over the years. Um, I think I've also um, had my impacted by my father, who I took over the the business from, who has very much had a a strong sense of almost a a kind of parental care for everyone who he's leading within the organisation to be really looking after those that are within it. And I think that's been a a very important role model to me. I think more recently, uh, you know, when you look around the world at the moment where leadership is Um, you know a a very hot topic for the way in which you know certain parts of the world are are going but I feel um, you know Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand is a great um, role model that you you feel that that anyone in any organisation would would love to have that kind of very open transparent way of, of running things
0: Now, do you feel that uh, there are any specific challenges uh, when you take over a family business uh, as opposed to coming into post uh, in an external company?
1: Uh, Yes, I think so. I I mean, I I didn't go into it uh, originally and worked in uh, a a couple of large corporate organizations previously. And I think then the challenge was to prove that the... um, the, the succession was related to merit rather than um, just being a family member, and I do think that's really vitally important in all family businesses. Um, in order for us to kind of drive the, the next wave of productivity in the in the country, um, is that that we've got that, uh, that and, and certainly I personally have felt that that need to demonstrate uh, that it's it's absolutely on uh, on ability. Um, not on family, uh, and I, I, I think yet having those family values within an organisation, whether it is a family business or not, is really really important, so that everybody, I think, feels part of it. So, um, yeah, I think there are there are definite challenges, but there are huge advantages as well, because I think within a family, uh, you can often have that radical transparency, or uh, you can have robust discussions, but still remain retain that strong relationship afterwards and so if you've got the psychological safety to do that then you can only go from strength to strength and that that doesn't it doesn't matter whether you are a family or not Uh, I think you need to build that within a within a business
0: now of course every leader has challenges uh, to deal with none so much so more so than uh, resolving conflict within the workplace do you have a specific method that you do this
1: um, I, I um, would always say that uh, an openness and, and uh, a, a transparent di- dialogue is so important to empathise and, and, and talk and underst- talk to and understand others. Um, and I think it goes back to what I just mentioned with the psychological safety, because I think actually conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. And that you can often get to a better answer when people have had the confidence to raise their concerns with different situations or uh, with different directions that you're going in, and, and to be able to have that open and honest debate with one another. Um, and I think for me personally, I always have a, a kind of a, a a view that you, you know you have to be bold and have courage but be kind along the way of, of doing that so if a difficult thing a thing arises you, you cannot shy away from it but as long as there's kindness coming through in the way that you would deal with it then hopefully the right re, uh, result comes out
0: now unfortunately our time together is drawing to its close but before i let you go what does next 12 months have in store for david luke
1: I think, um, I mean, we were delighted to win the Queen's Award for Enterprise and Sustainable Development. I think we want to go from strength to strength with without all our sustainability objectives. I think the rapid digitalization that we're seeing is something that we really uh, want to adopt and develop uh, and uh, just grow all the teamwork that we've got within our business for the whole organization. Uh, and and drive towards whatever the the future holds, which remains uncertain. But I think if if you have the right ingredients, then hopefully you can continue to move forward.
0: Well, I do wish you and the entire uh, team at David Look uh, the best of luck over the next uh, few months. Um, And I do hope, Catherine, we can have you back on at some point in the near future. But for now, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. That was Catherine Shuttleworth, Managing Director of David Luke. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is my exclusive interview with our chairman, Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.
0: Um, Well, of course, uh, nothing is being said uh, at the moment other than COVID-19, which uh, we must touch on.
2: and the US and to some extent to uh, the Scandinavian countries have a very different hi- interest, uh, history and, and therefore interest in maintaining the freedom to decide and the persuasion and consent mm. that's required. Uh, those countries that have experienced one way or another totalitarianism over the last century have a slightly different way of coming at this. Mm. I don't want to exaggerate it, but I think that that's why